It was a promise seen as broken from the 2015 federal election. Then-Liberal leader Justin Trudeau promised if elected, that election would be the last of first-past-the-post. Well, he was elected with a majority. And here we are two elections later, and both were first-past-the-post. Will electoral reform ever come to Canada? Hello and welcome to Unpublished Cafe. I'm Ed Hand. We're coming to you from a remote location and practicing physical distancing to enhance safety. Now, the Liberals promised that they would bring in electoral reform in 2015, and the committee was working on it with the suggestion of taking it to the people in a referendum. That's when the committee was canceled. Now, fast forward to 2021 campaign, and late in the race, Liberal leader Justin Trudeau said he was open to electoral reform, although we saw what happened last time. Now, there's a number of forms of electoral reform available, proportional representation, ranked ballots. The aim is to give more voice to your vote. Currently, the first-past-the-post system benefits the larger parties. Proportional representation is alive and working well, in particular in Europe. Now, coming up on the Unpublished Cafe, we'll take a look at the options and see whether they would strengthen our democracy. Our Unpublished vote question asks you, do you support electoral reform in Canada? Yes, no, or unsure? You can log on and vote right now at unpublished.vote and have your voice heard. Coming up on the Unpublished Cafe, we'll talk to the newest member of the Green Party to make their way to Parliament Hill. As well, Dennis Pilaw, author of The Politics of Voting, will join us. But first, I'm pleased to be joined by Raelle Laverne of Fair Vote Canada. And Raelle, the Prime Minister mused about electoral reform in this election. Were you hopeful or have we been there and done that considering the Prime Minister's flip before? Uh, well, you know, what he said was that he's, he's open to continuing to talk about it. Uh, and that is a step forward because after the broken promise in 2017, liberals were basically not talking about electoral reform except for a handful of people. Uh, but anything coming out of PMO was basically silence. Um, so that does open a door. Uh, Fair Vote Canada is advocating to convene a citizens assembly. Uh, that's a very important uh, step forward, I think, if we could achieve it. I think it's hard for politicians to say, no, we don't want to hear from well-informed citizens. Uh, I think that would just be hard to say no to. And uh, right at the end of the last parliament, a, the uh, Procedures and Affairs Committee of uh, Parliament actually recommended to do a study on the option of a citizens' assembly for Canada federally. Um, and the Liberals voted for that which suggests that it probably came down from PMO, that they were okay. Because, you know, even on committee, uh, MPs tend to get whipped. So if, and they all voted in favor and all of the conservatives voted against. So it suggests that on both cases, it was a whipped vote. So if there was a whipped vote in favor of a citizens assembly before the election, we can only hope that there will be one after the election as well. And that would really help to move the agenda forward. Um, in the past, when you hand it over to citizens, they do tend to opt for electoral reform. Um, we in Fairwell Canada are confident that they would propose uh, proportional representation, but that's not cast in stone. They would be asked to look at uh, Trudeau's version of ranked ballots. They would be asked to look at first past the post and they could suggest either one or they could suggest some form of proportional representation. So we're hoping that would go forward and that would be the key to change uh, or a key to change. Uh, it's no, it's no, there's no guarantee that it would work, uh, but I think it would move, at least move us in the right direction. Proportional representation versus ranked ballots, which gives more weight to individual votes? 
<laughs> which makes more of individual votes count. One thing I want to clarify, Ed, that's important is that you can have proportional representation with ranked ballots. A ranked ballot is a type of ballot. But what, what you really mean in your question and what Trudeau means when he uses the expression is what's called the alternative vote, just the system that's used in for the Australia parliamentary elections, alternative vote. You maintain the single member ridings, but you give people a preferential choice. But you can do that with proportional representation as well. You can have multi-member districts with preferential ballots. So we tend to compare AV with STV. So AV is the, the majoritarian version of it. That's Trudeau's version. And STV is the proportional version. It's what they use in, in Ireland, for example, and in some municipalities. So that's those are the two that uh, that we compare. If you know, if you want to compare like with like, but STV gives you proportional results and is very similar to what other proportional systems give you. But to to answer your question, the way you asked it, STV is the system of election that gives the most power to individual voters. You can vote for independent candidates; they have a chance. Right now, they don't have a chance. Probably wouldn't have a chance with AV either. Uh, you can vote across party lines if you want. Your first preference could be your liberal and your second preference could be a green or, or an NDP or whatever. So, it, and, and you're voting for individuals. Of course, they're nominated by parties, but you get to rank them in the order that you consider to be the most important. So it, it gives voters a lot more power than any I, other I, system. I, I'm kind of curious, Rayel, what would the election result of that we just went through, what would it have looked like if we had PR? Uh, the main effect, we've looked at both, um, we've looked at, well, first you got pure PR, that's you just mm -hmm. apply the proportions and you get your numbers from that. Um, but if you look at realistic models that of what we could adopt in Canada, which is either a mixed member proportional or STV system or list PR by, by small, smallish regions, which is what's done most in most of the world, it's, it's done regionally, not countrywide. Um, we'd be looking at a system in Canada, if you're looking at the 221 results, that would have given approximately the same number of seats to both the Conservatives and the Liberals, which makes sense since they had the same share of the vote. Uh, but the NDP in particular really got dinged in this election with 17% uh, of the popular vote and only 7% of the seats. And so they got less than half the number of seats they deserved. And when you do the simulations of what proportional representation would have given you, uh, the NDP is the big winner by far, winning instead of 25 seats, uh, 59 seats under either system. Mm -hmm. The Greens benefit somewhat, uh, but you know they they got dinged by voters <laughs> in this mm -hmm. election, and so there's a limit to how many seats they would have won, even with the proportional system. But someplace between one and three, they actually got two, so it doesn't change much for them. The Bloc loses a few seats. Uh, not too many, but a few, because they tend to gain from the uh, first past the post system, the way their votes concentrated uh, in Quebec. So basically a big win for the NDP and most significantly, no party getting anywhere near to a majority, which is what you normally expect with proportional representation. The whole point of proportional representation is to diffuse power rather than concentrating it. That's the difference between your majoritarian systems and your PR systems. I, I get the, uh, the the diffusing the power thing, but you know, you, you have it with PR. You could have a number of parties, but no consensus. Is that going to lead to more elections? No, we it, the statistics don't show that there are more elections in uh, PR countries than in majoritarian countries. It's about kif kif more or less the same. 
uh, over the period since World War II until, until now. And one of the reasons is that with PR, there's much less incentive to call snap elections. So you're going to be either in a minority situation or in some sort of coalition situation. And let's say you won the last election with 34% of the vote. The best you can hope for is 37% of the vote this time around. Well, 37% might have been enough to give the Liberals a majority. That's what they were shooting for. But 37% of the seats versus 34% of the seats, you're still in a minority situation, and there's therefore much less incentive to call an election with PR. Rail, I want to thank you for joining us. My pleasure. It was a lot of fun. Rael Laverne is with Fair Vote Canada. While those who support a first-past-the-post feel it keeps one-issue parties at bay, it's also the system that gave Mike Morris the win for the Green Party in Kitchener Centre. And Mike joins us now. And Mike, uh, how are you getting acclimated to Parliament Hill? Well, I had orientation uh, just last week, Ed. It was uh, really nice to meet with so many public servants who's, who were so generous to help myself and several other rookie MPs start to figure out everything from criteria for a constituency office to budgets to a tour of the West Block. It was it was really, really great. Now, on the hustings, what were you hearing about electoral reform or, or was it not registering? You know, I was surprised how often it continues to come up. Um, and, you know, in different ways, some people specifically talk about proportional representation and how how they are really keen to, to move towards an electoral system where every vote would count. Others just say, you know, I'm just tired of the same old, same old, and I know my vote has never counted before. And I've never voted for someone who's gotten gotten through. Uh, some, you know, are quite concerned with broken promises from back in 2015, and and still, you know, many of my neighbors felt that they were lied to at that time. Um, and, and so, yeah, it continues to be a priority for so many across Kitchener, and something I'm I'm really keen to continue to talk about. It's pretty simple, right? At the end of the day, every vote should count. And that's something that we should be moving towards. You know, you ran in 2015 as well as 2019 before actually winning in 2021. Were were you getting electoral reform at the door then too? In particular in 2015 when the prime minister mused about it? Yeah, well, I can clarify. I ran for the first time in 2019 and it did come up then. Hmm. Um, And I guess part of me thought like the further we got from 2015, people would talk about it less. And I found just the opposite. It, it came up more and more. I think also with the, the, the increased partisanship and so many in my community that feel, as I do, that it's partisanship that often gets in the way. And, you know, with a more representative democracy, with, you know, more voices being heard, uh, with a system that would actually focus on our, our elected parliamentarians working together, knowing that that would, you know, make so much progress, whether we're talking about housing or climate or healthcare, uh, Yeah, it came up more and more. Uh, how would PR rank ballots have impacted the Green vote in 2021? Yeah, well, we can go online and find some of the math. Um, You know, of course, we would see more Greens elected. But for me, I want to be clear, this is not about getting Greens elected. Um, I'm not I've been a supporter of electoral reform long before I chose to run as a Green in the 2019 uh, election. Uh, This is really just about, you know, a higher fidelity of our democracy. This is about improving the quality, the health of our of our of our democracy, of our conversations. And, you know, one of the outcomes is it, it's likely that you would see more Greens getting elected. And I've always appreciated Dave Meslin on CBC with his Lego blocks showing, you know, here's what would have happened if we'd if every vote actually counted. And that's not to say, you know, I think the last that I saw, 
Some 49% of people say that they voted strategically in the last election and how that would change. Like how much better does it feel when a person gets to go to the ballot box and actually vote for what they want as opposed to the fear of what they don't want? It would be a total change, right? Uh, mm. But ultimately, yeah, this is actually just about increasing the quality of our democracy. Now, yeah, you mentioned the polarization around our politics today. And, you know, obviously with uh, the two big parties seems to drive it pretty well. Do you see PR as something that can diffuse the polarization as it sort of, you know, you'll get four or five, maybe even six parties working in Parliament Hill, and then it won't be all that back and forth, you know, he said, she said. Well, it's not just what I see. It's what folks around the world and researchers, academics are telling us, you know, in the 90 plus countries where proportional representation is already in place. Uh, if you look at every academic study, it is more civil, it's more diverse, it is more representative in every every aspect of our democracy that we would care about. It's going to lead to better results. Um, and, it, and, it, and it makes intuitive sense, too, right? When, when more voices are heard, when you have a system where there is a greater interest in working together to get things done, um, of course, it's going to improve the quality of our democracy and the decisions that parliamentarians make together. Um, and, and so, yeah, that's, it's, it's, it's probably more important than what I think is, is what we know um, has been studied and published on the topic. And really, I'm just a spokesperson for so many in my community who are saying, let's just get it done. And whether it's a citizens assembly, like happy to talk about different ways of getting it done. But that's where the conversation should be is more about how we do it as opposed to if. What do you plan on doing on the Hill to encourage electoral reform? Well, step one is just working respectfully, right? It's kind of leading by mm. example. And we've seen other Greens across the country, whether it's Elizabeth May in BC or Mike Schreiner yeah, down the road from me in Guelph or Peter Bevan Baker out uh, as official opposition in PEI. I think every time we see parliamentarians who are willing to put their communities first and party second and, and willing to work respectfully and across party lines. I think that starts to give a glimmer of hope of what's possible. Um, I'm really keen to be hearing from other members of parliament to see where electoral reform lines up for them and what they heard from their neighbors. We heard, I heard a bit of amusing from the government uh, over the course of the election on electoral reform again. And so I want to explore that and, and hear more from, uh, from MPs across all parties um, and then start to have that conversation about what would be, you know, a way of going about it. I know there's a number of groups who are talking about a citizens assembly again now. Um, so I want to, I want to have those conversations. I want to be respectful and I want to understand, you know, as one of 338 voices, how we could find a, you know, a broad coalition of parliamentarians who are willing to actually get to work. Um, and rather than making a promise, actually understand what it might take to follow through. Mike, I wanna thank you for joining us. Uh, thanks so much for inviting me on, Ed, and I uh, hope to have a chance to follow up over, over the coming months and uh, years even. Thank you. Mike Morris is the new Green Party MP for Kitchener Centre. While Canada federally remains a first-past-the-post system, variations of electoral reform have been used in North America. Dennis Pilaw is an associate professor at York University's Department of Political Science, as well as an author, and he joins us now. And Dennis, electoral reform 
Why does it seem to be such a hard sell in Canada? Well, because it deals with power. It touches on the power of some of the most powerful people. And so anything that touches, uh, gets close to that power is going to get incredible pushback. Uh, and that's what we've seen again and again when the issue of electoral reform comes up. Both the major parties that benefit from our current system and their supporters in the media uh, basically pile on uh, with the issue. And uh, it just becomes a, a mess of misinformation, uh, you know, accusations, speculative fiction, if you will, uh, in terms of the kinds of claims that we see about what might happen if we adopted a different voting system. Now, in terms of electoral farm, do you feel it would improve our democracy or does it give more fuel to the fringe or, or one issue parties? There's no doubt in my mind that a more proportional voting system would be a more democratic voting system. Uh, you know, I've studied the use of voting systems in countries that are comparable to Canada. So, you know, Western European countries, uh, they seem to do fine. Uh, you know, there's no evidence that uh, the adoption of a proportional system leads to uh, a sudden flurry of interest and extremism amongst the voters. Oh, my God, they're going to rush to the fringes if only they could. I mean, it's just not supported by the facts. Uh, and, of course, what we see in PR countries is that, sure, every now and then a fringe party emerges, a party that has very little support. And what happens is that if they can't work with others, if they can't make a break into the mainstream with their ideas, then eventually they get abandoned by the voters who gave them the support in the first place. Other parties won't work with them. And ultimately, voters want to get things done. So if their parties that they support, you know, can't make a deal, can't get along, well, then eventually the voters say, I'm going to vote for somebody else. The Bloc Québécois is a regional party in Canada. How would it be affected, uh, affected by proportional representation in an election? Well, one of the interesting things about the Bloc is they're an example of how the first past the post, in fact, it inflates uh, certain views and, and, and underestimates others. Uh, I mean, you know, we've got a country with incredible geographic, linguistic and ethnic diversity. First past the post makes all those things worse. Uh, it doesn't encourage political uh, forces that try to knit the country together, uh, make those make those different things work together, maybe in a party. It has the effect of exaggerating the differences. So it makes Alberta look entirely conservative and Quebec look entirely Bloc Québécois, when in fact the reality is just the opposite. Uh, both of those jurisdictions are split. A uh, considerable number of people in Alberta support other parties. Uh, more than half of the voters in Quebec support other parties, but our voting system doesn't reflect that. What would happen with a PR system is that the bloc would be reduced to the level of sub voting support that it has. Uh, and so it would actually see a reduction in its seat count in a proportional system. It's our first past the post system that exaggerates the support of regionally concentrated parties like the bloc or even our current conservative party. Uh, how does uh, electoral reform reduce strategic voting? Well, there's always going to be strategy wherever humans have to try to figure out what they want to do and they don't have total control over something. Uh, and so in any political situation, uh, people are going to say, hmm, how best can I get my goals accomplished? Um, the difference for me is whether or not it's negative or positive or constructive strategic voting. So there'll always be strategic voting. But under first past the post, there are a considerable number of negative strategic voting elements. Uh, voters are constantly put in the situation of like, ugh. Gosh, you know, I really like party X, but I hate party Y, so I better vote for party Z. 
You know, it just doesn't make any sense from a straightforward voting strategy. Proportional systems reduce that kind of what I would call negative strategic voting. Uh, it allows voters to say, okay, what do I want? What do I want to say? What do I want to see represented in the political system? What do I want to see be part of the discussion? And they don't have to worry quite so much that they're just going to throw their vote away. Now, at the same time, in proportional systems, voters have to say, well, is the current coalition government getting the job done? Maybe I want to shift my vote to a different party in the coalition to send a signal that I want to see the government move in that direction. And that's the kind of thing we see in European elections. You know, you wrote our voting system is deeply political. How so? It's completely political in the sense that um, well, in a sense, I'm coming up against a, a dominant view that our institutions are somehow obvious or automatic, that they're functional, that they, they've come about to, to meet the needs of Canadians, uh, or that at some point there was a meeting where everybody got together and said, hey, let's do it this way. Yeah, that's the most fair way. Let's everybody vote. Okay, we're going to go do that. When in fact, our institutions have been the product of political struggle. Every single one of them is loaded with political interests. Uh, and they stem from the pre-democratic era when very few people could participate. And then they were sort of adapted to more democratic circumstances. But as you can imagine, those who already had advantages in the pre-democratic era had advantages going into the democratic era because they had established the institutions to benefit them, give them an advantage electorally, and of course, keep out competitors. Uh, and so whenever we see first past the post, uh, and it's used in very few Western countries, it's usually in situations where, um, you know, the parties that could benefit from it were able to keep it. Uh, and, uh, and, and, and in doing that, keep other forces out or, you know, diminish their impact. Uh, we see PR introduced in situations where elites are worried that they're about to be wiped out uh, or they're about to be challenged in a way that will threaten their continuing influence. Where do you point to around the world where electoral reform works well? Well, I think that when we compare Canada, we should always compare it to countries that are comparable to us, right? We don't compare ourselves to you know, countries in Africa, not because countries in Africa aren't good, but they've had a very different political and economic development to us. Hmm. So we want to make comparisons of like with like. If we want to try to say, well, what would the institution do conceivably? We can't know, but let's speculate. How best should we do that? We should do that by comparing Canada to other countries that have a similar political and economic development to us. And that's Western Europe, that's some of the Anglo-American democracies, Australia, New Zealand. So any of the Western European countries, uh, they use a variety, uh, there's basically three kinds of PR. All of them work pretty well. Uh, I think that we could look to any of those countries, any of those models. Ireland uses the, what, what's called a single transferable vote. That's the system we used previously in Canada for municipal elections and in some of our provinces. Uh, there is the party list approach that they use in the Scandinavian countries where the whole country is, is a riding or there's just a couple of ridings. I don't think anybody thinks that's a good, good choice for Canada, given our geography. And then there's the German mixed member proportional, which was recently adopted by New Zealand. I think either SDV or mixed member proportional would be great. It would accomplish what Canadians want. You know, Canadians want a system where voters have a lot of say over the kinds of people who get elected, but the overall results end up being proportional. In other words, they reflect what voters really said with their votes. Dennis, I want to thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me.
Dennis Pilaw is an associate professor at York University's Department of Political Science, as well as the author of The Politics of Voting. Our unpublished.vote question asks you, do you support electoral reform in Canada? Yes, no, or unsure. You can log on and vote right now at unpublished.vote. I want to thank our guest today, Raelle Laverne of Fair Vote Canada, Dennis Pilaw of York University, and Mike Morris, the newest MP from the Green Party. And I want to thank you for watching The Unpublished Cafe. Stay safe. I'm Ed Hand.